me how to say ladies and gentlemen and gender neutral terms. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. For those watching live, excuse me, let me be feral for just a second if this wasn't the greatest, without question and d- debate from anybody, including Mr. Lagans, part of the greatest intro in wrestling show history. Um, it was. And for those who aren't listening, I mean, for those who are just listening and not watching, you must tune in yourself and watch the intro to NXT because I'm going to keep this up for just the intro. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever, and it is the greatest thing ever, and it is Ghostbusters related. Hi, guys. Welcome back, everyone. Um, the We're back. Yes, we had to take three weeks off because schedules just, not, just did not align. Um, but we're back, and we have a lot to talk about. Um, uh, not we only tease. We're not going to talk about in depth the greatest intro of wrestling TV shows of all time. Um, you're going to have to find that one out for yourself. However, I would like to bring up the hypocrisy in wrestling. But before we do that, because I love talking hypocrisy, just in case we are joined live here by our colleague, we're going to start, especially since it's been a few weeks. We're going to start with. Professor Lagans and the wrestling historian. So I hope I didn't put you too much on the spot. Thank you, Dan. And because of on the spot, but but you recovered. No, it's, it's, we fumbled it's okay. and we recovered. We fumbled and we I, I put back where I'm putting back my own miss. Um, like the offensive rebounding machine that I am, um, because it is a sacred day, uh, and a sacred uh day in wrestling history because of this national holiday. And even though this is how I normally dress um, on Tuesdays and not as uh, the great Ryan Gosling from the number one movie you know, two, uh, 2023, Ken, uh, we're going to celebrate uh, the past glory that is Halloween Havoc and some of the best moments in the history of that once great pay-per-view which has been transformed into a premium live event with uh, none of the glory and none of the past superstars. Ho, ho, ho. what did I just say? The Jeez. greatest intro in wrestling show history. This is not a debate, Mr. Lagans. It is not a debate. You want me on that wall. You need, no, sorry. <laughs> I do. Well, deep down in places I don't talk about at parties, I usually, the word Ghostbusters as a punchline. But you son of a bitch, <laughs> but you use it as, you know, code, honor, respect. Yes. Uh, but going back in history of uh, back when professional wrestling was professional wrestling before it was sports entertainment and the back of when there was pay-per-views where you had to pay to see your favorite wrestlers and your favorite um, superstars on your television said via cable TV. There was a thing called Halloween Havoc created by the late great Dusty Rhodes and presented in packed arenas across the country year after year. Um, This 
is a wrestling historian. Halloween Havoc edition. Uh, we're going to go back to Halloween Havoc 1989. Dan, uh, Halloween hmm. Havoc took place right here. Hmm. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Hmm. Uh, a star-studded affair uh, with some of the greatest wrestlers of all time, legends. Uh, some here, with some still with us, and some who have passed. But um, one of the great spectacles in all of professional wrestling uh, was Halloween Havoc 1989, a veritable who's who of Hall of Famers, classic wrestlers, favorite wrestlers, and a heavy ECW fan contingent uh, that that were there pre before ECW became a thing. Uh, but smart fans were well aware of who these guys were and were heels were cheered and baby faces were booed relentlessly. But Halloween Havoc 1989 at the beautiful Philadelphia Civic Center holds a special place. I know in your heart. Uh, why is that, Dan? What a Halloween well, that, Havoc that was, media. That, that was my first ever live event that I ever went to. I was six years old. Six years old, and I witnessed uh, WCW almost burn the entire spectrum down. <laughs> and I also saw a main event, which included Sting, Flair, Muda, Funk, Gary Hart, Bruno, and Ole Anderson. And Ole Anderson. I was like, wait, I'm missing one. The guy who threw the towel in. Well, he got punched and threw the towel in. Uh, and, Ole, and, and Ole Anderson, which he's such a nice guy and not cantankerous at all. That's why I remembered him. Um, but the six-year-old not comprehending who I'm looking at. And even though the three last guys I named, excuse me, were kind of. Well, I'm not kind of. They were definitely on the sides. However, still legends. Mm -hmm. I just, just the greatness in front of me. <laughs> at the time, it's just, just not it, just not able at that age to understand who all's in the ring and what that means, especially to the Philadelphia, the Northeast area. And then, of course, future legends. We uh, we're going to talk about Flair uh, later. <laughs> uh, um, but Sting, yeah, all of them. Every single one of them is an icon in wrestling. Uh, some of them haven't done shitty things after. Yeah. Some just like Jeebus. Yeah, and uh, some um, they're. Uh... Legendary still holds up, uh, like the great Muda. Um, the uh, Samoan SWAT team of um, Batu and Temu and uh, their offspring are now currently part of the bloodline. Uh, but they entered the ring against That's the right. Road Warriors, Jesus. uh, doing a traditional fire dance, tribal dance, uh, native to their country of Samoa. Um, interesting uh, that they brought fire into the Philadelphia Civic Center because uh, by law, the state of Pennsylvania and that... Oh, yeah, Pennsylvania, I said Spectrum. It was the Civic Center. Sorry. Yeah, the Civic Center. It's okay. I'm old. Uh, but the, the Civic Center, uh, not only is there no smoking uh, in the arena at all, not even the concourses, but uh, by uh, law, Pennsylvania State uh, District and mandated 
Um, there was not to be any fire in that building whatsoever Somebody under any circumstances. And out came the Samoans uh, with fire on with flame on both ends of the sticks and they both were and both of them were carrying them. So you had four times the fire. Um, no. Uh, and not to mention that later on in the main event, uh, when the cage of doom came down to encapsulate uh, the four met people we mentioned, Terry Funk, the great Muda, uh, Ric Flair and Sting, uh, because of the amount of streamers that are on the cage for some reason. Um, and then we have streamers on the top of the cage and then we're going to set off fireworks and what could possibly go wrong. Except the fireworks catching on fire. So once again, there is fire in the building where there was supposed to be no fire. But luckily, future Hall of Famer, the Great Muda, took it upon himself to use the green mist to blow out the flames. Or attempt to blow out the flames. I mean, it did the job. Yeah. <laughs> The job they were they didn't have to do because they were told not to do that. Yeah. But alas. Yeah, but alas. Yeah. And and no uh, the um the NWA, which it was at the time, um running the Civic Center, they which they had already been running for quite a few years. Uh obviously we're not aware of the uh the mandate, the law uh that states that there is to be no fire in the building because uh, their entrances were already planned. Uh, the the Samoans' entrances were at least. Um, the uh, streamers catching fire was not obviously part of the uh, show, but again, streamers, fireworks, unreal. Nothing could possibly go wrong. Uh, there's a few things that went wrong on that show, <laughs> but. I don't remember it being boring. I remember it being cold. Yeah. Especially up where I was. It's a cold <laughs> it's a cold place. It's a cold place. It's a cold uh, place. Yeah, but yeah, I, I then they returned in I want to say it was 92. It, it was Halloween Havoc 1992, uh, October 25th, uh 1992. Um uh, by this time, it was you Philadelphia fans were smarter, but uh, there was uh, such a yeah, yes, uh, but <laughs> uh, a, a loud contingent there. Um, it was, I just remember the opening just being just uh, booed immersively and not so much booed, but just ignored. Uh, the opening bout, the tag team bout of. Eric Watts and Van Hammer versus the Vegas connection of Diamond Dallas Page and Vinny Vegas. Diamond Dallas Page <laughs> and Vinny Vegas. And yeah, I love Kevin, but I mean, he made it. I mean, he made it work as long as he had to, which yeah. was longer than he had to make Oz work, mm -hmm. which I would argue didn't work. But you know, people will any good wrestler make that work? Not Oz, no, and that's not Kevin's fault. That was just terrible. You've lost the plot when you have to argue with uh, Dusty that Oz is a geographical location, not a person. Yeah, we're gonna call you Oz, baby, but he's the Wizard of Oz. 
I might not know my adjectives, but I know he is the Wizard of Oz. Yes. Um, or matches in the, on that uh, particular card. Um, yeah, Ricky Steamboat uh, defeated Brian Pillman. I think that was the best match of of the car, of the night. Yeah. Um, and uh, Vader defeated Nik- and Nikita Koloff. I think that was a the the about that Nikita broke a shoulder or, or Vader broke Nikita's shoulder. Um, well, good job, Cherkov. Barry, one of the Barry with him and Dustin Rhodes um, against Steve Austin and Steve Williams. I, it's a, it was Doctor Death and Steve Austin. So Steve Williams and Steve Williams uh, facing up against Barry <laughs> with him and Dustin and Dustin uh-huh. Rhodes. Uh-huh. And I for I forget um, this is back when it was split because Rick Rude was the NWA Heavyweight Champion. But the WCW champion um, was Ron Simmons, um, and he defended against the Barbarian. So uh, the Barbarian, uh, for all his, was getting a push and had a main event, had a title match on a pay per view. So that's one thing he, it's Austin, overlooked in. Go ahead, finish in, in the Barbarian's career that uh, he uh, he had he main event in the pay per view. With uh, Ron, with against Ron Simmons, but uh, just to be the white dude, um, they didn't even get to do that. No, because it wasn't the main event. Because we had to have the fucking spin the wheel, make the deal, fucking glo- coal miners glove match, which as big as this thing, Mark, that I am, was one of the stupidest things in retrospect that they ever did because it didn't make any goddamn sense. No, so instead we could have had we could. There is a match you should have swapped times with. You know, we're always thought, and I agree on Twitter. We're always talking about on Twitter how this match should have been a little bit shorter so to give, I don't know, some of the ladies chance because you got 50 of them on the roster and you're using 12. Um, this should have been swapped. Not only should have the placement been swapped, but the coal miners glove is uh, according to Wikipedia was around 22 minutes. Yeah. Excuse me. It was around uh, 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 10 minutes. Oh mm-hmm. no! Okay, I'm wrong. Never mind. The 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 that was only ten minutes. God damn it! Seemed like half hour. <laughs> oh bitch! It's even a slog to watch back now. I'm like, yeah, it's only been ten minutes. What the fuck? Uh, my point is, is it should have spot spots because, yeah, I don't care what match and what world title it is. I don't care if it's the intergender, the ladies, the guys. I don't care if a world title match opens, but if you have more than one, one of them's got to close. Yeah, that's my heart. That's I don't care about shuffling cards and all these other stupid little the world championship, whatever you consider the highest title, that should be the main event. If it's not, yeah, you got the wrong guys on as champion. And yeah. I, I and that ain't Rod Simmons problem. Mm-mm. Who was right? Was that still heard? Yeah. This is uh yeah it was ninety two. That answers all my questions. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean it, it was it was Watts that you know when it was pushing for Simmons to be champion. So um. Oh, that racist guy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the, the the racist guy that knows mm. money when he sees it, and mm. you know. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, no comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Well, the 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 last Halloween Havoc under that started in '89 uh, under the WCW umbrella would be would be uh, October 29th of 2000 would be the last 
uh, ever Halloween Havoc under under the WCW guys. Um, uh, at that point, it, it was uh, had been sold, so there wasn't a Ooh. whole lot <laughs> left. This came from the uh, MGM Grand in uh, Las Vegas. Was the last Ooh. one, no relation to uh, Divinity Vegas, but um, yeah, yeah, the um, the for the. WCW World Tag Team Championship and How the Mighty Have Fallen, the Natural Born Thrillers defeated the Filthy Animals. Uh, the Mark Gingerack and Sean O'Hare, who I still get flack for it. Those guys look like a million bucks. And I think if Gingerack and O'Hare were t- today, they would be like the Road Warriors of 2023 because they both looked amazing. Couldn't work for shit, but they looked good. And what they could do, I think if a smart booker could play to their strength, you could have got something out of them. Uh, obviously, both WCW and WWE saw something in them individually. Um, but um, yeah, and obviously in the uh, their opponents, uh, the Filthy Animals, Billy Kidman, and an unmasked Ray Mysterio uh, with Conan. Um, they're a great team. Well, those two guys were a great team. Um, you had a WCW Hardcore Championship match. The uh, United States Championship was um, held by Lance Storm at the time. Uh, Goldberg defeated Chronic in a two-on-one match. Which, which, again, the world title was Booker T versus Scott Steiner. Yeah. But... Was not the end. Well, we had minute. we had five minutes of Goldberg and Chronic. Well, probably ten because their entrances took forever. <laughs> hey, but don't worry. We opened with uh, we we had Reno versus Awol. Yeah, that is important. They they put the good stuff on first. You uh, know, do you remember the big thing about what that big deal about that show was leading up to the show? No. Do you remember the um? I just saw on Wikipedia, it's actually the promotional poster that's on the page for it. But I remember in one of the TV guides, like a month or two before that show airs, it's this poster with Sting. You can barely just see his face, but kind of in silhouette. Mm -hmm. And it says the unveiling, October 29th, 2000 live. There was a repackage of him. That was going to happen. Okay. And a repackage, he was still going to be the crow. Like, he was still going to have the face paint, but they were just going to, I guess, get ring of the singlet or get rid of the singlet and have him go back to silence. Okay. And, uh, well, that was forgotten about because do you remember what kind of match uh, Sting and Jeff Jarrett had on that pay per view? No. It was Sting versus Jeff Jarrett and a bunch of guys he hired to look like different versions of Sting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Aren't you glad I brought that up? Yeah. Block hey. Entirely. Yeah. Hey, it's better than a Halloween uh, honorable mention of the worst thing ever, which was Halloween Havoc 95. <laughs> oh, you mean the, the uh, electric chair? No, that's 90. That's 90. Okay. Uh, was it? 90 was the electric chair, wasn't it? Hold on. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Which one was? Which one is that? It wasn't 89. It was after. I thought it was after 89. Was it 91? It was 91. 
Okay. 91 was the Chamber of Horrors, but something worse than that. Mm. Monster Truck Sumo Wrestling Match. Oh, that's right. And the Yeti! Yeti! Which nobody knew. He just walked out there and hugged him. Yeah. He the hugged his shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking stupid. No, and then we almost killed the giant because he fell off the roof. <laughs> fucking so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> this is the company I pine for. Sometimes <laughs> when when I watch, go back and watch stuff, and, and Kelly will be in the room and she'll go, This is what you pine for? <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sting. Yeah. Uh, but however, it was always <laughs> at the time, even if it was a bad show at the time. It was a good time because Halloween Havoc. Exactly. Always this yeah. mystique about those shows. It is the season, you know. It was uh, Halloween time. And uh, to uh, why not excuse for a pay-per-view? And a pay-per-view in October back when it was a monthly thing. You know, to roll out Halloween Havoc. And uh, the last one in WCW was in 2000. Um, and it didn't get its resurrection Back into the uh, the till NXT did it in 2017. So, as we're recording this, uh, NXT Halloween Havoc is going on right now as we speak. So, this will be the uh, seventh and a seven year anniversary of NXT's Halloween Havoc with or, the greatest intro no? ever in wrestling history. Ever. Ever. And I'm going to harp on that until I see one better. And if it doesn't include the Ghostbusters uh, Ecto-1, it doesn't matter. No. The the shorts help, too. Yes. That always helps. I don't... I, I, nine times... 97% of the time, I am respectful. But, again, uh, that made me feral. Just for a second. And thank you. <laughs> thank you. And good night. And that... Gentlemen and ladies, has been the wrestling historian Halloween Havoc edition. And and wouldn't you know, you we don't write anything here. There's no bits. Even when back in the day when and Dean and I did interviews all the time, those weren't planned either. Mm-hmm. Like there might have been an outline for questions, but there was no script. Um, many times I I caught the ire of the Greek god Papadon, and uh, <laughs> he let me know. And I knew I was in trouble, because, like, very rarely, the man's one of the best promos in the business. Uh, I've never heard of him. That's your problem. Um, <laughs> but one of the best promos in the business. But, you know, when you're live, not that I would ever, you know, stumble on my words, but, you know. Sometimes a man stumbles on his words and instinctively, because I hate dead air and not in a mean way, I would always go, oh, you mean blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like I would throw a word out there just. Just just to just to throw the word out, of course, and you you knew I was in trouble because you'd hear this pause and you hear him go. What are you doing? <laughs> and it was over. And there are pictures of me out there kissing his boots. Because uh, if I didn't, I was going to die. Of course. He's very he's very quick. Mm-hmm. Got a very big penis. He forgot to tape down once. <laughs> that was okay. fun. 
Those pictures are out there, folks. Start searching. <laughs> Papa Don. I can't help you if you have your safe search turned off. That's not my problem. Um, let's talk about a topic we've talked about 48,000 times on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, if wrestling ever proved me wrong, we wouldn't talk about it anymore. The hypocrisy. Yes. Hypocrisy rules. The gall of you. The 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 big balls you have. Um, very rightly sh- uh, so a couple months ago, and maybe it was within the month. I don't remember because Twitter time is fleeting, and I'll call it X when um, uh, Elon Musk stops dead naming trans folks. Oh, until then, it's Twitter. Oh, don't get political on this podcast. That's not political. Human rights aren't political. But anyway, um, he rightfully so. Uh, had not nice things to say about Vince McMahon and mm-hmm. the terrible shit that man did. Yeah. Recognizing he was the greatest promoter in the world ever in wrestling, but also recognizing kind of piece of shit. Yeah. And everybody rightfully show was like, well, yeah, yeah, you're right. Good on you, Mr. Khan. At, at least you're not a total piece of crap. Mm-hmm. Last week, in Philadelphia, the Leah Court Center, um, like the day or two before, he teased a big gift for Sting because it was his birthday, mm-hmm. and he was going to a big announcement, which is his retirement. So uh, the big day you've been looking for, Craig, is finally happening. <laughs> um, and not a moment too soon. I hope he. I think. Uh, I hope that man stays on some capacity for the younger folks. But he's going to bring him a birthday gift, the biggest gift anybody's ever got ever in wrestling. And I have a I have a few questions, mm-hmm. especially for you being a uh, African-American gentleman. Um, <laughs> I didn't know you could still buy or sell folks. So that was maybe the wrong connotation. He probably shouldn't have used. I have a gift here as a person. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. a great idea. It's that the toy. Thing. It's the toy 2023 version. Oh god. <laughs> god. At least that was funny though. Yeah. Jesus. So that my first thought was like, he can't own a person. Oh did he gift him a person? Unfortunately, that person was Rick fucking Flair, who won't go away. <laughs> and you something just popped in my head because we're talking about WCW 2000. Jesus Christ, that was a running joke in the late 90s. He won't go away. He won't give up his spot, his spot, his spot. There the fuck he is again. The 2001 theme playing. And um, his gift to Sting from Tony Khan was Ric Flair chopping him half-assed and uh, looking only he can look, but much older. Problem being is, and if you don't know this, folks, I'm going to trigger some of you. Much like the Ecto one and the short uniform pants triggered me, uh, Ric Flair is kind of a sex pest, and when I say kinda, all the way. Yeah. Um, and one of the things Tony Khan brought up was certain assault and nasty things Vince did, and then a month later he lets Ric Flair on the show. Uh, that's fucking hypocritical. Yeah. 
And it again goes to my problem with Tony Khan and AEW in general. We're going to be different. We're not going to do the same shit. You're the fucking same. You're the same. You're all the same. Wrestling's the same. Indie or otherwise, you're all run by garbage people. Well, not my own. Yes, yours too. Not the company I watch. Mm. Okay. If the promoter dies without getting caught doing anything, more power to you. But until then, none of these people get called to carpet. The ones who do are the ones that do lesser than, and then they're never to be seen again. But meanwhile, um, y'all find out soon enough. I'm just going to sit back and watch it burn. Not my problem, but you're, I just, all I hear in my head is Cody Rhodes' words at that press conference. We're going to do things different. We're going to do anything. Then you probably shouldn't have been friends with the young bucks and hired them. You probably shouldn't let Tony Khan book it. Just be the owner. And if you mean different, you mean losing all momentum you ever had immediately. I guess that's different. And I want AEW to be different. I want AEW to be better than WWE without the Vince McMahon name. Let's see what happens. I want this to be because there are still people there that I like a lot. And I don't want them to go anywhere. Looks fucking fantastic right now. And any defending I would have done, you keep throwing out the door. And this was three days after I heard there's a rumor he signed a Sammy Callahan for Ring of Honor. Why don't you just, just dress up a big sack of potatoes in a hefty bag and throw it in the middle of the ring? It's the same fucking thing. Only the sack of potatoes didn't beat his ex-wife and get away with it. Because nobody in wrestling would, answer, uh, would make him answer to it because you're all a bunch of fucking losers with no convictions. You don't like what I'm saying? Fuck you, do something about it. You all stood by. And you continue to stand by. Not all. There are very good people in wrestling. They're tired of that bullshit. Uh, I won't name him because he wants to be left out of it. But one of the guys that had a bad experience with um, Joey fuckface Ryan. Yeah. And was completely disconnected from the business because he spoke out with all the other women. Mm hmm. As a witness, one of two. The rest of you kept your fucking mouth shut. Go fuck yourself. Grow a spine. Have some balls. Don't come after me. I'm not the bad guy here. Don't Janela it and, and be like, you're a piece of shit. Fuck you too. I let, we let, uh, Oh, no, I threw him out of the building. I let I threw Teddy Hart in. He was there for two hours before he got thrown out. There were witnesses to it. But you turned all your fucking lackey fans on to other people and kept them quiet. You fucking cowards. Ric Flair, fuck off. You want to talk about his past as contributes to contributions to the wrestling world? Sure. Guy's a legend. I don't want to see that motherfucker anywhere on my TV. Sorry. And I'm not going to shut out shut up about it until it stops. Why don't you stop watching wrestling? Because I like wrestling and I want it to be better. It, 
I don't uh, Craig help me. Am I crazy? No. Um, and to a great deal of, uh, sane people or the people that do know of Ric Flair's, uh, past and is out of the ring uh, activities. No one wants to see, uh, Ric Flair either. Just like no one wants to see, uh, or a Harvey Weinstein or a Roman Polanski. Um, yeah, fuck that guy who ran and then and never had any. Yeah, but um, we don't want to see you and I don't want to see Ric Flair on TV or anywhere anymore. But on um, the sad thing is that Tony Khan does. Uh, and but he's a fucking moron. We we've established that, and he won't any... answer to anybody about it. No, you fucking garbage. Well, and that's the thing that's that's different about AEW because it's it's not run by someone who knows the wrestling business. It's run by a wrestling fan, um, who likes what he likes, and because of that, uh, we have to watch Ric Flair on television or uh, Orange Cassidy be undefeated for a year, and John Moxley uh, doing what he does, and Dan Housen and uh. The things that have very little to do with professional wrestling, but all, but a lot to do with what he likes and the people he likes. And because he can't ever say no or to anyone. I mean, how many fights have them, have there been backstage at AEW? How many people have been legitimately injured, uh, sometimes by the same people, um, People go into business for themselves uh, on during promos. He doesn't fire anyone. And the one person he does fire is the biggest star they've ever had in the company for speaking out about all the stuff that Cody didn't like about the uh, the, the promotion when he left. What a quinky thing. And whether WWE... Um, sees AEW competition or, or not, uh, you look at the way that WWE has presented AEW talent, which is light years ahead of the way AEW had them. The Jade Cargill, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. I mean, these guys are getting the red carpet treatment and brought in as superstars. These are the same people that AEW, it, it it reminds me when we've talked about it before, when WCW stars would go to the WWE, um, they got right card. Chris Jericho, I still say uh, another fuckface who I don't want to see on TV anymore, but I will still say I will always say he had the greatest entrance in WWE history. Period. He was a guy that could barely get out of the cruiserweight division in WCW, but he comes to WWE as a millennium man that's and gets. That's because Bischoff wasn't as smart as he thought he was, or he'd still be in business. No. Uh, and Bischoff is and Bischoff had Jericho, Steve Austin, Cactus Jack, Mark Callis, all under his employ. They became bigger stars in WWE than they ever would have had they stayed in WCW. Uh, but it's how you uh, how you use the talent that you have. Uh, Tony Khan um, is a 
is not a booker. Is no, is a horrible booker. He does everything on his own, and you can't sust- he cannot sustain what he's already um, taken uh, upon himself. Um, there's no way he can. He, he's already starting to feel the effects of Punk not being there, but he's still trying to run uh, shows in twenty thousand seat arenas and drawing only two thousand people. Um, that's I'm not going to say a rookie mistake because he's been doing this for four years. Play to small venues so you can, um, so the crowds look bigger at least on television. But you're 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 putting you're going in basketball arenas with, um, indoor football like attendance. You you gotta. Again, be smart with what you have. Play to your play to your strength. They whatever you feel about AEW, they have a loyal audience. They have sure. you know for the for the people that like that kind of thing, those are the kind of things that those people like. Uh, play to that. Um, and the people and the and if not that, look at your ratings. Uh, who turns off the TV when they when certain stars come on? Um, young bucks don't draw shit when they're on TV. They're the greatest ever. Nobody cares. Um, so you you do it the right way. If you you use the uh wrestlers um that know how to wrestle, and you said before about um with Sting, Flair kind of talked his way into you know being there for Sting's retirement match. I'll be with you the whole way. Um, Why? I heard he talks his way into things that doesn't take no for an answer. Yeah. But I heard that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, so that fucking figures. So I'm stuck with him for months. I want to watch. That's yeah, literally, and- I'm literally going to tune out of my favorite wrestlers end run or second end run because fuck face McGee won't go home. Yeah. And Tony, and as long as Tony keep paying him, and as long as Flair needs the money, he's going to be right there, you know, with Sting. Uh, I kudos to Sting if this is his um, swan song, is his farewell tour. Uh, good on him. Um, uh, only because a lot of wrestlers didn't have that, um, or don't have that um, ability to go out uh, the way he is, and obviously Tony Khan. The, Maybe as big a sting mark as you, uh, will do everything he can to make those his final matches, uh, great ones. I don't know who's a, who who his opponents are going to be. Um, I hope this is not Flair's way of weaseling him himself. I back swear into. to fucking Christ, if I see a Flair sting rematch, Jesus Christ, it was bad on the last Nitro. Yeah, don't don't. Uh... God damn it. Yeah. But uh yeah, I don't know how they're going to uh say goodbye to Sting. Uh because <laughs> and you, you can't do a dream match with him. He obviously his his biggest uh rivals are either no longer here or no longer wrestling, so they wouldn't do anything. Um I don't know what you could do to uh to draw interest in it as far as his opponents go. Um, but that's what Tony Khan. That's his. That's his problem now, and it's all of our problems because, 
He doesn't know how to put on uh, good TV, good matches. Um, the people he did he he had are gonna are gonna be stars somewhere else. And you know, that's gonna that's gonna eat at him. Especially if Punk does come back to the Survivor series in Chicago later this month. Dumb, 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 dumb. The fe- your resolution was getting rid of CM Punk. And I hope it comes back to bite you. Uh, as as soon as it can, I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope, and I don't wish. You know, we we love professional wrestling. That's yeah, why I we do. I wouldn't waste my time here every week. Mm-hmm. That that rant you just heard was from passion and heart. Yeah, I desperately want this to be better. Mm-hmm. And I'm tired of pretending it's that's fine. No, <laughs> sorry. No, don't be sorry. You're echoing what a lot of people feel, especially the people that listen to this podcast or watch this. Uh, they know how a you bag feel. Bag of potatoes with a hefty bag wrapped around it. Yeah, <laughs> it might be the greatest thing I've ever said. He deserves every inch of it. Fuck him. Yes. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> I'm very proud of myself. Sorry. Go ahead, Craig. I'll show. No, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. I'm proud of you too, Dan. <laughs> uh, no, you 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 echoed a lot of what I I, I think about uh, the people that he's hired and uh, how he uh, how Tony Khan uh, runs uh, AEW. It's uh, runs. yeah, it's 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 not good. I'm looking at WWE though. Um, they have a big pay per view. Speaking of things you don't want to see or just don't. Another pay-per-view, a premium live event, uh, this Saturday in Saudi Arabia. Crown Jewel, uh, another hastily put-together premium live event. I mean, who gives a shit anymore? (laughs) That's what I'm talking about, to appease the high rollers, uh, the people that pay good money to see the WWE in their own town. Uh, So certain members are making the trek, they're throwing together some feuds at the last moment, some bouts at the last moment. Um, the only reason why um, uh, uh, Logan Paul is back um, to face Rey Mysterio, your first, LA Knight's first ever title match, and it's in Saudi Arabia. Sure, okay. Um, they could, uh, uh, Knight could lose this on a technicality and not lose any thing. I, when I first heard about it, I, it scared me a little just because you don't want to cool off this guy's momentum and you definitely don't want to have him beat, um, like that. So there's a way a Knight can come out of this still with, you know, by losing, but still coming out on top uh, by losing by disqualification or, count out or something. But um yeah, so Crown Jewel is a Saturday afternoon card, which traditionally does not do well. Um unless you're Clash of Champions won in nineteen eighty eight. At one time. At one time. I mean the show will probably be fine. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> 
Um, hey, TNA's back, Craig. TNA's back. Well, I really, we should amend that, Dan. TNA has never really gone away. That's this, what I'm afraid of. Despite multiple TV outlets and uh, streaming services, and I believe it was shown on the side of a barn with a lantern at some point, um, because it was almost impossible to find, but it's still, they're producing TV shows. They're getting uh, wrestlers that we know, wrestlers with name value on them. Uh, so, yeah, matter of fact, I was even posted as a possible uh, landing spot for CM Punk was TNA, the only the only organization that he hasn't wrestled for. But he has. Uh, yeah, he. That's right. I, I, I said. Sorry, correctly. I didn't mean to. No, no. I, I said. Hey, mark that he... down. Dan knew something that <laughs> Craig Legon's the professor forgot for a second. Yeah, as soon as I said that, he did wrestle. Yeah. Uh, just. Yeah. Rare moment in time. Just, <laughs> just saying. Let me have that, folks. Yeah, it's all yours. Uh, but yes, uh, TNA. Uh, well. It's gone from impact back to TNA. Um, I don't understand why. What was wrong with impact? Or well, why well here's you... the thing. Like, okay, so you're changing the name back. Cool. Get it. Nostalgia. I don't have a problem with that. But what I do have a problem is, is um, are you going to change the booking at all? Because I'm hearing that they're going to run arenas again and house shows. Mm-hmm. Might want to switch that up a bit. Yeah, I at, at, at the first thing that popped in my head, and uh, I like to cause a little havoc sometimes, but I'm kind of selfishly hoping <laughs> that since they want to catch eyes and call it, catch a buzz, that they try to hot shot a title. Just give it to Jordan Grace. Let her beat whoever. Just see what happens. Just even if it's temporary. You said your TNA and you want pop buildings again. Give it a shot. Yeah. I just want to see what happens. I li- and I like to get, see people get mad. The thing is, I, without a, a viable TV outlet, how are they going to pop? No, uh, what channel is it number? on? That's is the thing. Access? I don't. I don't know. And if it is on Axis, I don't even know if I have it. I don't even know anyone who does have it. I think I do. Okay. I do know I have the 24-hour Impact channel. And that I will... And they air the shows from its entire history, including NWA, TNA. Um, mm-hmm. So sometimes I will stop on that. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, these were the days. Um, but I have no idea what show that's... Uh, what channel that's on. No, me neither. <laughs> um... Oh. Last thing I want to touch upon, you said you brought up Impact and NWA and TNA. Uh, I wanted to get your opinion on the potential uh, match between uh, the general manager of SmackDown, the, the new general manager, the new general manager of SmackDown, the general manager of Raw, um, hopefully gearing towards uh, setting the stage at Survivor Series, but heading towards WrestleMania. Uh, the battle of two former NWA champions, Adam Pierce and Nick Aldis. Uh, both of those guys weren't even past their prime. 
Nick Aldis is 36. That so he's past his prime. No, I'm I'm saying that Nick Aldis can can still go and yeah. he's in the suit. Um sure. I'm I'm down for it. Why not at this point? Uh, and a Nick Aldis um Adam Pierce match would be better than probably about 95% of whatever of else is on the card. Now. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, I'm down for it. Sure. Yeah, I, you can even bill it as the former NWA heavyweight champion. Yeah, they, I mean, bi- the, they're setting the stage now. But I'm I'm liking how it's how it's going. Go ahead. He went from Nick Aldis to Tyrus to EC3. Yep. Okay, Bill. Yeah. Do it better. All right. I'm I'm happy to see Nick Aldis on national TV. Again. Yeah, that that guy deserves yes. um, one run. Jeez, mm-hmm. uh, it's been so good for so long. Yes, do it with his eyes closed. He could do it probably sleeping. Mm-hmm. He could probably do the real wrestling sleeping as well. I can play the WWE 2K game sleeping. Ask Jennifer. <laughs> we were sitting up playing a Royal Rumble mode in the middle of the night one night and it's like one o'clock in the morning and she literally she says I literally started snoring and I was still throwing people out of the ring wow and uh, I don't remember any of that and I was sober folks Woo. oh don't look at look out the Rangers the, the, the Diamondbacks have one run uh oh uh oh here they come here they go no I'm wrong team Oops. Speaking of the team, um, the long national nightmare is over. Um, you don't where you gonna do it? You have to change your James uh Harden wallpaper. Yes, I have to change that. Uh he's gone. Hey man, if it makes him happy, let him make somebody else miserable. <laughs> uh he didn't want to be here. He talks about how it's uh Maury's fault and this, this, and that. But I seem to remember someone turtle back into his shell in a in a playoff game recently uh, after lighting the floor up and then completely shitting the bed nationally. Uh, and that wasn't Daryl Morey's fault. James yeah. Harden with all due respect, maybe you should have shown up. Wouldn't have been a problem. Um, the same goes for Mr. Harper who names his son crew with a K. Um, perhaps stop talking about it and just be about it. Uh, and I love yeah. the baseball player. We finally got his jersey. I got the cream jersey, that Phillies alternate. Mm-hmm. Um, I want him to win nothing but a championship or two in Philly, but uh, you, you got to hit. Yeah. Just saying. So James Harden. Good luck. Yeah. Thank and- you. It was awesome. But uh, you should probably you know, take some accountability for just whiffing. Yeah. I think had we gone to the the conference finals, he'd still be here. And oh god, yeah. And I and honestly, um, I w- I had no problem with James Harden here. No. I the only reason I want he's I want him off the team because he didn't want to be here. Yeah. But the James Harden that was here. Average twenty one points, ten assists, and and five rebounds. The his his 
Sixers career here. A 21-10 a and 5 guy in two years. This is a Hall of Famer. I this is I never thought I would see James Harden as a Sixer. That was like to me, that was like seeing Julio Jones now as an Eagle. Yeah. Uh, but, but thank when, you for that, uh yeah. Julio, the other day. Thank you. Yes. I never thought I'd see Julio Jones, Devontae Smith, and AJ Brown have touchdowns in the same game. Hopefully we'll see more of that. Um, but yeah, but James Harden uh, should have been an all-star last year. And I think somebody else even pointed out had James Harden, not only had we gone to the uh, Eastern conference finals, had James Harden been an all-star, he probably would still have been here. Like he should have been. When's the last time a guy who led the league in assists didn't get, didn't make the all-star team. That and time. why was James Harden a 10 time all-star, even when times he didn't deserve to be there game years, he was hurt. He was still an all-star. I'm really, really believing um, the party line that Adam Silver actually hates the city. Yeah. Um, and you know how I feel about Mr. Silver. I've drawn him up as a clown, <laughs> which I did, it didn't take much. Man's paler than I am. And he was an albino. Apologies. Yeah. I did not realize. Yeah. And, but yeah, and I see Adam Silver doing just the way I see that um how Roger Goodell feels about uh the Eagles. There's a Philadelphia sports bias. I mean, it's always been that way. And with Adam Silver, he's always because he's hated the process. And um not that he's actively done anything to prevent it from happening to other teams, but because it worked to a lesser degree here, um he doesn't like he doesn't like us. So if we were to ever go to uh, an NBA championship or even just the Eastern Conference Finals, that wouldn't do well for to him. That would make him look bad because the process happened under his watch. And the, the term tanking was never has never been a, was never a thing until. Trust the process till the Sixers started now they're using that term in other sports people say the giants are tanking now to get caleb or you know other teams are tanking because it's a it's a big draft coming up but that's all thanks to the sixers and that's all and that's what makes adam silver not like us well i'd hate to tell you what i feel about adam silver (laughs) and roger goodell yeah it's not because if if the brotherly shove is banned next year, especially if the if the Eagles win or go back to the Super Bowl, then you know there's a Philadelphia you mean bias. The quarterback sneak. Yeah, the quarterback sneak that's been mm-hmm. done, has been done since uh, football. It's been a thing, at least since football, but then it's been on national television. But yes, no one likes us. We don't care. I, I, I don't give a fuck. I only care when it absolutely prevents us uh, from winning something. Keep your fucking hands off. Um, with that being said, Craig, there. before we go, <laughs> I just want to say, hold on. Hold it. just want to say, this is going to be worth it. And my camera broke. That's a great timing right there. There it is. You're frozen, but I get the gist of it. There it is. Oh my god. It's Stan! 
What's with the devil horns, though? I'm, I turned them off. Where'd you get that, man? That's amazing. <laughs> Tit talk. <laughs> like okay. 40 bucks. It does all kinds of stuff here. Right. Wow. Yeah, it's really nifty. Uh, and that's when I forget a fashion from now on. And I just... Amazing. Happy Halloween, man. Oh, wow. Look at that Slimer. Like you're, you're a ghost. Yeah, you're a White Walker from Game of Thrones. Now you're staying. Uh, now, I will. Oh, now you're the Red Skull. And now the horns are. Where can people follow you, Craig? Love it, man. Thank you. Thank can you, you do black? <laughs> Thank you. Can you do blackface? Uh, I haven't tried. Fuck you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where can the people follow you, Craig? Try to get me a... Uh, they can follow this blackface on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Not calling it X. Um, at I'll Craig Lagon. <laughs> C-R-A-I-G-L-I-G-G-E-O-N-S. I'll, I'll, I'll call it X when he stops dead naming trans people. Uh, until then, Elon Musk can go fucking tell. Yeah, and everybody... And everybody that I mentioned on the show who's a piece of shit, go fuck yourself. Uh, you see me go fucking yourself since uh, Dan Law 83. Um, happy Halloween, everyone. And remember, even though you're eating candy, keep it on the paper. Greatest intro ever. <laughs> <laughs>